What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Georgia portion of the Southeastern High School Athletics Podcast. On this week's episode, I have the usual suspects. I have Coach Jeff Poston from Dade County Wolverine Football. I have Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football. And I also have Coach Mike Holland from Oglethorpe County Patriot Football. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Stop recording. Coach, how's it going today? Todd, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. First of all, congratulations on another region win uh, over uh, Chautauqua last Friday night, 33-7. to Thank you. I appreciate it. That brings y'all's record to 2-2, two and two, correct? Uh, two and in two the in the region, yes. Yep, five and three overall. Yep. Awesome. Um, as of right now, where does that put you guys in the standings? Uh, we're fighting for um, the number three spot over the next two weeks. We had to win the next two games um, mm-hmm. to be in the playoffs uh, or to be the three spot. And you got to win one out of the next two to be the four, I guess. I got you. Um, going back to the last Friday night, how do you feel like your team performed overall? Um, I feel like uh, we did a really good job being physical. Um, defensively, we, we pretty much shut them down. We had one busted play. Um, special teams was a huge improvement. Uh, we faked a punt and got that. We uh, got an onside kick. Um, it, it was a really good performance overall for all of them. Um, looking at offensively specifically, who um, how the offense performed? Well, we pretty much uh, last Friday we just we just ran the ball, um, lined up in a power set, power eye, um, and we just pounded the ball down their throat. Tried to hold on to the ball as long as possible and not let them have it. And um, there was we didn't want to run a score up or anything like that. I felt like we could have thrown the ball on them as well, but I felt like we had the advantage at the line of scrimmage. So that's what they were giving us. So that's what we took. Who had a um... Good game for you guys to roll on offense. Uh, first would be uh, Brody Cooper. I think um, he was over 100 yards again, I believe, in rushing, over 100 yards throwing. Um, Braylon Sullivan had right at 100 yards rushing. Uh, Landon Williams ran the ball hard. Um, Zeke Wheeler had a couple big receptions, and so did uh, Eli Kimball. Awesome. Um. You mentioned special teams. Um, how did they – you mentioned they performed well with the onside kick and the, the fake punt. Um, what goes into, uh, you know, being well on special teams like that? Um, you, each week's different. You know, everybody, everybody's got a different scheme they're working with. Uh, you know, special teams-wise, um, you know, kick off. You got certain guys that you don't want to kick the ball to. Um, that, that's what it comes down most weeks on kickoff is <clears throat> do not kick it to this guy or that guy. So you got to find the spot. And of course, a good team will. They, and they did last week. We were kicking it away from a couple kids, and then they would they would move that kid right behind where we were kicking. So we just <laughs> kick it in the other direction. But uh, you know, just you got to put as much film time into that and. Uh, you know, trying to plan where you don't make a mistake because if you make one mistake on special teams, it can be different in a ball game. Um, what goes into knowing when to do the onside kick and when to fake a punt? What what goes into that decision making process? Um, it's kind of a uh, you know a gut feeling. You if you're watching, you watch a front line and and they they turn away, it start 
start going back to protect before before the ball's kicked. Um, if you think there's a hole in the in the front line, or you think there's a guy on the front line that can't handle catching the ball. Um, as far as the game, when to do it in a game is kind of a feel. Um, a lot of times you get momentum, and if you've been stopping them on defense, you know it's worth the risk, you know, to uh, to take a shot. And then also, if you're kicking it deep and they keep returning it back to the dead gum forty yard line, <laughs> if you onside kick it, most times, you, you know, even if you don't get it, they get it at the forty five. So you're only giving up, you know, five, six, seven, eight yards on it. So some, sometimes uh, it's uh, we can't kick it deep because we can't cover them. Top deal. So. Speaking of covering, how was your kick coverage Friday night? It was pretty good except for one kickoff. Uh, we had one kickoff where I had a kid uh, have to come out of the game. I had to sub for him, and uh, he was having to get taped up. And uh, the guy I put in did not stay in his lane, and they returned it pretty far down the, <clears throat> down the field. Ah. Um, looking at defense, you guys only gave up seven points on the night. Um, overall, how – do you feel like your defense performed? I think we held them to under 100 yards, so I think we did a really good job. Um, who had a good game for you guys on the defensive side of the football? Uh, Jack Squinn, Caleb Massey, uh, Landon Williams. Um, they had really good games. Uh, on the defensive line, Lucas Costley had a heck of a football game. I don't remember how many tackles. I remember him having a sack. Um, but, you know, the whole, the whole team, the whole defensive – team played pretty well awesome awesome um how are you pretty guys pretty much injury free going into friday night this friday week or um yeah i mean as, as much as you can expect you got some kids who are you know a little bit a little bit banged up but I, you know not enough to keep them from playing i got you <clears throat> and looking at practice this week how's how's the vibe of practice been like how's how's practice been it's been good been trying to uh you know, find some things uh, that we can attack Pepper with. Everybody's got a good attitude. Nobody is uh, intimidated by the team coming in here. They respect them, but, you know, they're not peeing down their leg because it's Pepper. Uh, so that's a good thing. Well, speaking of Pepper, the one thing I do know about Pepper is DJ Rogers. He's very good. That's about the only thing I know about Pepper. That's, that's, well, that's all you hear about Pepper. Man, he's very good. The quarterback's pretty good, too. Um, and he's a big kid. Um, you know, he's he also plays outside linebacker. I don't know how many teams have that combination of quarterback slash outside linebacker. So, I mean, you, you're talking about a tough-minded kid playing quarterback, and he's not a, afraid to, to keep the ball and, you know, try to run through your soul. So, that's that's something. And then uh, they've got – I believe they got the Rhodes kid back at a wide receiver who's been hurt all year. Mm. I don't know if, he, if he's close to 100%, but he's definitely, you know, a threat on offense. Um you know, defensively, uh, they got a couple safeties that play hard and will hit you if you come across the middle. Um, so, and they're always well coached on the offensive line, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're expecting a physical football game, and you know, hopefully, we're going to slug it out and uh, and not be the team that blinks. Um, going back to their offense, what what kind of offense do they run? Do they? Just mostly run, or will they line up and spread it, or what do they do? Ah, yeah, they'll they'll throw it. They throw some screens. They they line up and spread, but uh, they'll run counter. They'll run zone. Uh, they'll throw some bubble screens. They'll throw the ball deep too. So, um, you know, they're not 
they're not one dimensional or anything by by any means. They're pretty balanced offense. I got you. Um, you said the Rhodes kid at receivers back. He's one to watch out for, and then DJ Rogers is the one to running back to watch out for. DJ Rogers. They got another kid, number twenty two. I don't know his name. Uh, he runs the ball pretty hard. Um, they've got some good skill kids. I mean, four, six, uh, three. Um, any of those kids are, you know, they've got more. I put it this: they've got more skill kids than that can hurt you than Chatuga or Kusa. And you know, those guys had a couple that that you know kept me up at night. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're this is definitely not an easy matchup. How do they um, compare to the like the armor or the Darlington or the? Yeah, nobody, nobody's on Darlington's level. I'll be honest with you. Um, I was surprised at what Trine did to Pepperell last week. Um, but, you know, Trine's one of those teams that, you know, they step on the field, they believe they're the best team out there. Um, and they're a physical football team, and they made they made plays. So, um, Over on the defense side of the football, what kind of defense does Pepperell line up in? What do they run? They're in a 3-4, based out of 3-4, try to bring pressure and uh, that kind of thing. So, you know they'll 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 stem their front. You know they'll wait and shift to the last second, trying to get your offense, you know, out of sync or whatever on your blocking rules, that type of thing. Um, but it, it's a three-four, pretty good nose guard. Um, you know, definitely going to be uh, definitely going to be physical right there at the line of scrimmage. Who are their uh, people guys to watch out for on the defensive side of the football? Well, number five, you know, the outside linebacker is outstanding. The two safeties are good. The nose guard's good. And the corners are, uh, you know, they'll they'll come up and put hands on you at the line of scrimmage, try to pressure you and keep you on. So, uh, but I would say number five and those two safeties are probably the best three. Is that five their quarterback as well? Yeah. Yeah, he plays okay. quarterback and outside linebacker. Um, what are some keys to victory for your Wolverines Friday night over the Dragons? Uh, don't turn the ball over uh, and be more physical than they are. Um, basically, you know, I, I told our kids to expect a four-quarter fight and uh, you don't don't quit swinging until the clock says zero. Got you. Sounds good to me. Um, watch any college football this weekend? Yeah, a little bit. Not not like last weekend. <laughs> there wasn't much on. This no, there wasn't. Sure wasn't. Um, any good ones? Yeah, I mean, not really, not anything that was memorable. I mean, the LSU Ole Miss game was good up until halftime, and then LSU surprised everybody. So, yeah, I know. Um, what do you think of Georgia Florida this weekend? You know, I think that's a, I think that's a toss up game. I think that's a trap game for Georgia, and I think you know Florida, Florida believes they can beat them. The line is. 22 and a half, which is shocking. Yeah, I don't I don't see it being that that much. I could see it being a one-score game. Yeah, I I I'll lean closer to what you say cuz 22 and a half is a lot. Yeah, big time. Um how was time with the family this weekend to get get some good? Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I got to hang out with the grandkids, uh relax a little bit, but I mean, you don't get a whole lot of time when you're, you know, this time of year you better be in watching film, so awesome. Well, Coach, it's been fun as always, and I look forward to talking to you next week after a big winner of those Dragons. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. You too.
Recording. Next up on the podcast, Coach Rich Finley from Bowden Red Devil Football. Stop recording. Hey, Coach. Hello. Oh, that's much better. I don't know what was going on with that connection earlier. It's going good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. I have no clue either. Um, you're in the midst of a odd sequence of games. You guys haven't played last in a couple like, couple weeks, and you, you don't have a game this week. How's how's that for the kids? And how how do you keep the guys motivated? I tell you that that's a great question. <laughs> and I've talked to a lot of coaches on uh, handle that. As of as of this Friday, like we've gone twelve days with no game, as of right now, mm-hmm. and um, man, you you have to be creative. I mean, to to keep interest because you know 15, 16, 17, 18 year old kids when they know they don't have a game, it's hard, hard to stay focused. Uh, no, last week we divided up on Thursday. What we're doing is we're conditioning on Monday. No practice. Um, we practice Tuesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Thursday. Then we condition on Friday. No practice. Um, and last Thursday, we divided up seniors and let them coach. And we did a junior, sophomore, freshman. Uh, we and then uh, – We'll do something creative this Thursday, too, just to kind of have something fun to end each week. And then, of course, next week we'll be back to game week, and it'll be for a region championship. So I think they'll be highly motivated next week. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they will be for that game. Plus, it's a, it's a county rival, too. Yeah, it's fortunate when, when it's, a, it's a region championship type of game. And at the same time, it is your, your, one of your rival schools, um, that, that makes it a little bit more intense. So I, I don't think there'll be any issue being up next week at all. Now, um, how does this affect your schedule for next year? Because Pike Liberal Arts, I mean, they've actually done this to a couple other teams this year. They did it. To, they uh, canceled on Brooks County as well. They did, and they canceled on – it affects us because we have to find somebody that – has nine games like us, and and there'll be some teams out there. Um, you know, that's why I was hoping we were going to get cross keys to go ahead and get a two-year deal with them because we both needed the same week. And uh, they ended up not wanting to play. So now we'll put out there and try to find somebody. We, we have, I think, two open weeks plus this. So we've got three different Fridays we can play. So we, we've got to find somebody who has one of those Fridays, preferably this one or la- last week, Friday. That way you don't go three weeks without a game, you know. Mm-hmm. What week uh, do you know if Hurt is a possible opponent because they ca- they canceled on them too? Yeah, I would play Hurt. I think they picked up Midtown, so they probably picked them up for a two-year deal. You know, okay. So they they may have ten games. Um, we're gonna have to get on a look, and and I'll actually start doing that pretty quick um, for next year. Trying to find a game next year for that for one of those two weeks. So is it highly possible that you'll have to go out of state, like Alabama or Tennessee, to find opponent? Because a lot of teams have already got that two year schedule in Georgia. It is it is very possible. We we talked to Florida schools, South Carolina schools. Alabama schools trying to fill these two dates, you know, last week 
and uh, and there were a few, a few Georgia schools, but uh, mostly uh, like private schools, Giza schools, or uh, other private school leagues that that weren't GHSA. Yes, most GHSA schools have their schedules full. I got you. Um, so what has practice been like? How's the how's the vibe of practice? Are the kids ready to practice? Are they uh, excited? Well, yeah, we we were talking about that earlier today. Our, our practices have not been bad. I thought, and we're, we're kind of trying to hit the weight room really hard uh, last week and this week to get ready for a playoff run. Um, we shortened practice down quite a bit, so I, I think I think we're getting as about as much out of our kids as we could. We'll get something out of practice, you know, not having a game for three weeks of course now you know once we get through tomorrow practice it'll be game week so uh, we've got to get through today and tomorrow and keep it keep it fun and and i think we'll be able to do that but but all in all practices have been pretty good uh for the two weeks of no games is there anyone who has stood out to you surprised you with the off weeks out of these practices that normally hasn't you know doesn't stand out to you normally well you know watching our our game our little underclassmen game that we played last Thursday, which was just freshmen through juniors. Um, you know, we had a junior, uh, Satavian Bill Saint, who did some good things in that scrimmage. Um, we had a receiver named Jacob Williams. He's a sophomore who did some good things in that scrimmage. I think he scored a, a touchdown. But we had a freshman receiver, and he also played quarterback in that game, um, who plays a little bit for us on Friday. Uh, his name, um, Berkeley Perkins, he did some things, you know, that stood out. And then we had a junior, Ken Tresley, who's a defensive end, tight end, who did some really good things too. So, you know, we had we had about four kids that in that, that one scrimmage alone, you know, got a lot of reps. And, and you know, we know they're going to be kids we can count on next year and, and who are getting a little bit of playing time this year. So, really good job last Thursday. Awesome. Awesome. Um, how are you guys on the injury front right now? Uh, we are we are as healthy as we've been, so that that's been a plus having these two weeks off and being able to control our hitting. Uh, we knew that the positive would be we would be one hundred percent healthy going into Game Ten against our rival. Um, switching to some fun topics because there's not much football to talk about. <laughs> uh, how was the weekend? How's your family doing? How's uh how was that this weekend? Well, my weekend was was phenomenal. My wife surprised me with a trip to uh, South Bend, Indiana. We went and watched uh, Notre Dame and uh, UNLV play and got to tour the campus, weight room, facilities. So kind of a bucket list trip uh, we knocked out being off this weekend. I saw saw that on Facebook. That's why I kind of led you into that question. Yes, sir. It it was an awesome week. I've got a a, a great, great – wife not not just coach's wife but but a wife that gets it and her birthday was yesterday so we, we think from now on we're just going to celebrate our birthdays by traveling to one major game a year you know going up to the horseshoe and watching ohio state going up to uh ann arbor michigan to watch michigan wolverines playing down and, and watch some big games that sounds awesome that sounds like a great uh, birthday tradition yeah, that's going to be fun. And we're going to start it. This was the first year, so we'll see if we hold it through <laughs> next year this time. 
And your and your Irish pulled out a win for you, didn't they? They did. They did. They had a big win over You're ULV. So it was a good game to go to. Who do they Who do they have coming up this weekend? You know, I hadn't even looked yet. I think it's. Uh, I know they have Syracuse and Clemson coming up. I think back to back, it may be Syracuse, um, who, who are both. You know, I think Clemson knocked them from the undefeated ranks this past weekend. Or two weeks ago, I can't remember. It may have been this past weekend. And so, yeah, I think it was this past weekend. I think one of them's got one loss and the other one's undefeated, so that'll be be two big games for them coming up. Um, and it took a change of quarterback for Clemson to beat Syracuse because they were losing. Still have some, some quarterback. <laughs> two awesome. Awesome. Um, well, Coach. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I didn't say anything. I was listening to you. Okay, sorry. I, I, uh, my bad. I, I, I was cutting it out. I, that's my bad. I'm, I wasn't listening very well. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's fun as always, and uh, I look forward to talking to you, previewing uh, Mount Zion next week. Yes, sir. I look forward to that, too. I'm, I'm going to be ready to be in a game week, so it kind of gives you a purpose um, or something to shoot, shoot for for Friday. So I'll be, be ready to talk football next week. Definitely. Well, first of all, well, I can't get in on this. Uh, happy birthday to you and your wife. Well, thank you very, very much. I'll, I'll make sure I let her know that you, you said that. All right, Coach. Y'all have a good one. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you. Recording. Next up on the podcast, Coach Mike Holland from Oglethorpe County Patriot Football. Stop recording. Hey, Coach, how's it going today? Hey, good. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Well, you guys are coming off of one of the toughest games of the season. It's a, a loss to one of the best teams in the state in Prince Avenue, Christian. That's right. Uh, how do you feel like your team's performance overall? Well, early on, uh, we were playing really well. We had a, we had a really good first quarter. Um, you know, we were at the end of the first quarter. The score was uh, 14 to 10, and, you know, we were doing some good things and stuff like that. We just couldn't – uh, hang on and, and maintain uh, that pace with them. And, uh, you know, they had some, you know, I mean, you know, they they have some good athletes and they were able to get the uh, those guys the ball in space and um, they made some big plays and then it kind of rolled on us from there. But, yeah, they're a very, very good team. Question, how did they stay in single A? <laughs> I, I don't know. I, everybody yeah, else, I, all the other private didn't. schools bumped all the way up. I know. Yeah, a lot of those other private schools – um, bumped up, so yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm, uh, I don't, I'm not sure what their enrollment is or anything like that. But uh, they, they, sh- they're, they're going to be um, tough to deal with in the playoffs for anybody in single A for sure. Definitely, definitely. Um, overall, offensively, you guys scored 17 points. Um, how did you feel like you uh, stood up against those Wolverines? Well, we, um, like you know, like I said early, we were in that first quarter. We were able to get a, a score, a touchdown play. Uh, Will Sampson had a, um, a rushing touchdown early on in the in the game, and then we were able to get down and, and kick a field goal. So, I mean, offensively, I mean, we moved the ball um, at times. You know, um, Jake Turner had over 100 yards again, so he. You know, he had 120 20 yards on, on 24 carries, I believe. So, he's continued, you know, continues to be a workhorse for us. And uh, he, he had a good game. The offensive line 
uh, they stepped up to the challenge and played pretty well. So, I mean, I know it's, you know, it's a, it's a one-sided score, but, you know, we try to look at some of the pod- positives, especially early in the game. And, um, you know, hopefully we can build off that because, I mean, if they're as good as anybody that, that we're going to see uh, the rest of the regular season or, you know, in the playoffs. So if we can do some good things against them, you know, hopefully that inspires our kids and gives them some confidence that we can do things against anybody. You know, you every week it seems like you mentioned Turner and Will Sampson. Uh, yeah. Turner's got to be close to 800, 900 yards in the season. He's over 1,000. Uh, he's at wow. like 1,060 right now. So uh, he's uh, he's having a great season with two games left, and um, he'll he'll continue to be a big part of, of what we do offensively. And, um, that yeah, him and him and Will, uh, it's it's really tough defensively to plan for that because you know you sell out to to stop one guy you know you got other guys that can hurt you and things like that and uh so those i'm really glad those two guys are having the year that they are being from oglethorpe county i wonder if what the record is well i've heard that the record's like 1366 or something like that so jake's got a chance at it um he'll be close if he's averaging like 130 30 something yards a game um, you know, if he does that, he'll be close. So he'll probably have to get – he'll probably have to, have to have good games these last two games. But he's got a shot. Nice. Um, looking over the defensive side of the football, I, I know 56 is a massive number, but I know I know, I know, know Oglethorpe football, and I know they play hard. Um, who, who had a good game tackles-wise? And- uh, tackle-wise, uh, Brady Allgood, one of our DBs, led our uh, – uh, led our team in tackles. Um, he he said so that's uh, he. You know, he ended up being our defensive player of the week. Um, you know, coverage wise, he was pretty solid. You know, they uh, some of their guys, number two, number four, they had some. There were times when he was in good coverage, and it's just a a fifty fifty ball, and those guys end up making plays. So Brady did well. KB had a sack, uh, and uh, Jalen Richardson played a good game. Um, so the, those guys are the ones that really stood out on defense for us. Um, what were, what was Athens Christian, what, or sorry, Prince Avenue Christian, I'm getting my schools mixed up. Yeah. What were they able to do well there after the first quarter that exploited your defense? Um, they're, well, like I said earlier, they were able to get their guys, um, the ball in space, especially in the passing game. Uh, their quarterback does a really, really good job of extending plays and keeping his eyes downfield. Uh, probably the, the best I've seen so far, uh, this year. Uh, but he he's he's not mobile. Uh, he's mobile, but he's not one that um, is going to pull it on his own read and kill you all night long. Um, but he does do a good job of extending plays and uh, finding time in the pocket, stepping up in the pocket, giving his receivers time to get open, um, especially on crossing routes and and things like that. And uh, so I think him ex- being able to extend it and us just not being able to cover it quite long enough uh, was really. Uh, really good for them. They scored um, a good bid on uh, extended plays. I got you. Um, how are you guys injury-wise going into this week's game against Monticello, Jasper County? I'm not sure which they what they want to be called. Well, this this week we play social, and then okay, we finish up. That's all right. So this one's a big one I'll for us. You know, if we can figure out a way to to win these next two and and host, that would be really big for us and really big for our community. And we're injury-wise, we're um, uh, Fleming, um, he's going to be out with a shoulder, but he was one of our starting DBs in the Prince game. He went out 
um, uh, kind of early on in that one. But, um, you know, we have some other guys that are going to be able to step up and, and play. Uh, more than injuries, though, I mean, we've been hit with a flu bug that's just been destroying us. I mean, every day somebody's, you know, tests positive for flu or something like that. So we're just trying to get everybody rested and back healthy for Friday so we can be at full strength. Uh, yeah, that was my mistake. I looked at Max Prex backwards. So, oh, that's all right. Um, how's practice been with the flu outbreak? How's that going for you guys? Well, it, so the numbers have been down, and and if and if kids are saying that you know they're feeling cruddy or, or something like that, or you know some of them are are checking out with fevers and and stuff like that. So the numbers have been down a little bit, which um, our main guys hadn't really been hit with it, but. Uh, a lot of the guys that have to help us on scout team, uh, you're getting a quality look, which is a big part of your preparation week. We, uh, they've, they've been out. So um, that's been a challenge for sure. Um, so you've got the Redskin of Social Circle coming to your place this weekend. Um, what are some keys to victory for you guys against those Reds? Or first of all, what do they run? They're oh, spread. Man. So it kind of it kind of helped, helped us out playing Prince before. So we get kind of two weeks of preparation with similar offenses. I mean, they do they do some things differently, but they're they're similar. Um, they have a really really good quarterback and some guys that um, uh, some really good wide receivers. I, I think as far as keys to victory defensively, um, it's going to have to be we can't give up the big play. Um, I now they're uh, they're two guys that that on the um, at wide receiver number five and number uh, number nine. Uh, they're big, athletic kids. Um, they do a good job of, you know, getting behind the defense and things like that. So we're really harping on keeping everything in front of you. Um, don't give up the big play. Make them snap it again. Um, I'm, hopefully that um, w- if we can hold up against the run game, right, their, their run game, which is a lot of zone, inside zone, stuff like that, some power. If we can hold up against that and not give up the big play, I think we'll be competitive. Now, you mentioned their quarterback. Is he one that will – dump it off short routes or is he one that can air it out well he um he he can definitely air it out for sure um they want to hit people deep that's kind of their their identity but you know they're also um keep you honest with a lot of fast screens and uh short throws on the perimeter um so that's that's one of those things that makes it hard for a defense if uh you know you got teams that can stretch the field vertically but can also dump it off to some athletes and um, and get yards when they need it, especially short yardage situations and, you know, convert on third downs. And um, a big emphasis is going to be us getting off the field on third down, uh, moving moving forward this week. Awesome. On defense, um, what do they run on defense? Uh, they're 3-4 on defense. Okay. And then um, who are their standouts on the defensive side of the football? Um, they're they're going to do a lot of um, – you know, slanting with the D line. Uh, so we're going to have to be able to pick up slants. They're going to bring pressure off the edges. Um, a 52 is a, is a linebacker. That's really good. Nine also plays in the secondary uh, for them. He plays both ways for them. Um, he, he's one of their better wide receivers, probably the um, most frequently targeted wide receiver. And then he's really good in the secondary as well. So we're definitely going to have to account for those guys. Awesome. Um, I've asked you about practice. Um, now, Social's a pretty common opponent for uh, with a They've played them a lot recently in region play. 
Yeah, yeah, we uh, we played them last year in a non-region game, and it was a it was a tight game. Ended up being a tight game. We went down twenty-one to nothing in the first half, and then uh, we were able to battle back, and um, we were we ended up losing the game fourteen to uh, twenty-one. But um, we had our opportunities in the second half. Will Sampson, um, he he on a scramble, uh, like the, I think it was like a minute and a half left. Um, he scrambles and then. Uh, jumps and and we thought he hit the pylon and the referees had him out at the one. Ooh. Um, yeah, and we weren't able to um, and we weren't able to convert on that. So uh, when we needed it, when we needed a touchdown there. So um, and then uh, we were able to run the ball on him in the second half a little better, uh, but we did give up some big plays, you know, in the first half. So over the top in the passing game. So I've been harping on those guys to make sure we don't repeat the same mistakes this year just seeing them having that film on them from last year help you guys you feel like it does help i, I think um you know because you can see uh how we uh or how they tried to attack us last year and what they played uh to some of our offensive sets it gives you an idea obviously you got to be prepared if they do something different you know because we're gonna uh try to throw them some wrinkles um on both sides of the ball so uh to try to get some matchups that we like, but, uh, but yeah, overall, I think having that film uh, definitely helps. Do you guys have any common opponents with Social? Uh, let's see. Uh, outside of the region games, I can't remember right off the top of my head. Um, oh. Yeah. Oh, East Jackson. Yeah. East Jackson. We played East Jackson. I know they were a common opponent. Um, so they, they beat East Jackson. Um, I think it was 25 to nothing. Um, okay, and we I think and we beat East Jackson sixteen to seven. Um, yeah, correct. So, um, you know, it's kind of a you know, hopefully, you know, it, I, I think it's going to be a pretty evenly matched game. Definitely. Um, you, you know, my final question: how's how's the weekend? How's the family? How's any uh anything fun this weekend? Uh, weekend weekend was good. It's uh, this this weekend. It was it was more about football because it's really. You know, we got a lot riding on this one. It's it's go time for us. If you know, like I said earlier, if we can find a way to win these next two and and host a playoff game, that would be really huge for us. So, um, I was able to spend a little bit of time with the family on on Saturday, um, and then get back back to it on Sunday. But yeah, I didn't do anything special. Didn't um, you know? Uh, Georgia was off, so I didn't watch any no college football this week or anything like that. What about the world's biggest cocktail party out this weekend? Uh... How do you feel like that's going to go for Georgia? Uh, I mean, you know, on paper it should go should go good, but you know, with the thing that, about those rivalry games, you never know. So um, I'm excited to watch it for sure. Hopefully, we can take care of business on Friday, and then Georgia take care of business on Saturday, making a great weekend. I don't really agree with the uh, the spread because it's a 22 and a half point spread. 22? Yeah, I, I would bet against that. I would think. Yeah, I, I mean, it'd be. Florida bike like that, but I just don't. I don't see it. Sure. Yeah. Awesome. Well, coach, good luck this Friday night against those Redskins from Social Circle, and I look forward to talking to you next week uh, about a big region win. Thank you. I appreciate you. I hope so. Have a good one. Thank you, coach. You too. Bye.